DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Wake that, that ass up. up. The, the Breakfast Club is on. Right. I have to live I'm talking to the Breakfast Club this morning. Okay, okay, okay. I love coming here. I'm never not going to come here. You guys are good to me. In return, I'm always going to be good to you. For a lot of people in the hip-hop generation, the Breakfast Club is where people get the information on the topics, on the artists, and everything like that. In that aspect, radio is still important. The Breakfast Club. When my name come up, respect it. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Friday. And what up, Toronto? All right. Good morning, guys. It's a Friday. Toronto. Yes, it is. How y'all feeling this morning? Toronto. Uh, yeah, today is an okay day. I mean, listen, man, I always say that my spiritual existence is blessed, black, and highly favored at all times. My human existence is always somewhere between O and K. So that gives me a perfect balance of um, feeling fine. I tell you, you know, if you really want to feel good, just wake up in the morning and thank God for everything that you do have. That's it. Don't stress about nothing you don't. Just thank God for everything that you absolutely do have. And the main thing that you have is life. You can breathe. So let gratitude be your attitude. Good morning. All right. Well, well it's Libra season. Tomorrow's my mom's birthday. And then Tuesday's my brother's birthday. Today is my best friend Santi's birthday. So Okay. I always like this time because it's like everybody that's really close to me. Their birthday. All right. Well, Chris Rock will be the joining jingle. us this morning. You got the mm-hmm. little jingle, too? Chiba Chiba, y'all. Yeah, I'm a Libra, y'all. Chiba Chiba, y'all. I'm a Libra, y'all. Did I make that up, or that's actually in a song? That is actually in a song. The Fugees. Yeah, the the Fugees, right? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. just making sure. Just making sure I'm on point here. All right. Chris Rock is here, saying. as you said. Chris Rock will be joining us this morning, so we'll kick it with Chris Rock. Also, if you want to get it off your chest, phone lines are open right now. You can actually start. 800-585-1051. What we got front page news coming up? What are we talking about? Well, Donald Trump went to go and pay respect to Ruth Bader Ginsburg and will tell you what happened at the top of the Supreme Court steps and how he responded. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. All right, that was Travis Scott, Young Thug, and MIA is called Franchise. It's an iHeartRadio world premiere. We're going to be playing that every hour, top of the hour. Now let's get in some front page news. Now, the NBA games, I fell asleep last night. Who won? Anybody know? Charlamagne? The, the Lakers beat the Nuggets. Um, uh, 114-108. 114-108. 114-108, yep. Yeah, it was a good game. Lakers beat the Nuggets. Uh, but, you know, the Lakers got to finish the job now. You know, yep. we watched the Nuggets come back from 3-1 to one in two series this playoff run. So, Lakers got to finish the job. But it was a good game, but the Lakers won. All right. What else we got, Yee? All right, well, Breonna Taylor's family attorney, uh, Ben Crump, feels like the Kentucky Attorney General's investigation was a cover-up. And so they are going to be having a a response, and that's going to happen today at 1030 in the morning. So we'll keep you guys updated. But I know we do have uh, some firsthand information that will be coming to you this morning. So we'll talk more to uh, Ben Krupp and Teslin Figaro this morning about mm-hmm. what was going on in the way of Kentucky and Breonna Taylor's family and what they have to say in response uh, to Breonna Taylor getting killed. 
All right. Also, Donald Trump, he went to go and pay respect to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And as he was there on the Supreme Court steps, once they saw him, they started booing him and chanting, vote him out. Listen to this. Now, well, Donald Trump responded to this later on at a press conference. He said, I think it was just a political chant. We could hardly hear it from where we were. We heard a sound, but it wasn't very strong. Well, a wise old uh, black president with big ears once said, don't boo, vote. If you want him out, do what you're chanting. Actually, go vote him out. Show and prove through actions and deeds, not words, lip service, boos and chants. The boos and chants are good, though. All right, the FDA has issued a warning against Benadryl as they are investigating reports of teen injuries and deaths, all linked to a Benadryl challenge on TikTok. So they said teenagers are ending up in hospital and emergency rooms or dying after participating in that challenge. Too much Benadryl can lead to severe health problems, including serious heart problems, seizures, comas, and even death. So please, guys, That's crazy. do not take this Benadryl. How do these challenges start? Like, hey, I want to take some poison, see if I live. Okay, challenge. I don't I, like. I'm confused how to even start. I don't know. That Benadryl is, is strong, though. Benadryl is strong, and I don't understand it, especially when it's you know all of these real drugs on the market. You got all of these actual real drugs you can get your hands on. Why are you drinking Benadryl? Oh boy. You don't drink Benadryl, do you? Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a pill. I thought Benadryl was a drink. No, I always yeah, took those. it as I always took it as a pill. I think it might be it might be both while you playing. I think it is both. Either way, why because would you want to take that as a drug? For allergies. Mm-hmm. Why though? Like, what's the point? Like, who comes up with that kind of stuff? And it's a drug that I thought you took when you like itching or stuff. Like when you got like a rash or like a, a, a insect a bite cut. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's good for allergies because you know I have a lot of allergies to um, pets. And so a lot of times I'll be like, let me just take this Benadryl, but it makes me so sleepy and it feels so strong. Like, I feel like I'm on drugs. So I try not to ever have to take it. It has to be, like, a real reason. But I know a lot of people that have bad allergic reactions to things, they have that Benadryl just in case, you know, things start swelling up or whatever. Mm-hmm. I never had so. those, I never had those kind of like uh, desires when I was a child. Like you know, yeah, I've, I smoke weed. I've even smoked weed with cocaine in it. But I've never had the desire to like. Remember back in the day, they used to, they used to sniff glue and sniff paint and all. I'm like, why would yeah. I do such a thing? I could just get my hands on some weed. Now the only thing I did was you know with the helium and the balloon, just so your voice could sound real high. I think we all. That's did not that. a drug. Yeah, yeah that's the only thing. We all did that. Yeah, we all. Did. I don't know you're trying to get high for you. That can't be good for you though. Yeah, but no, you don't. You don't try to get high is your voice. No, 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 not constantly. Yeah, but the only thing you were trying to get high in that situation is your voice. I don't think that was going to your brain, but I could be wrong. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. It says, look, I looked it up. It said, is it dangerous? It says, breathing in pure helium can cause death by asphyxiation. Well, who are you to judge then with your little helium challenge? (laughs) Little balloon challenge, all right? Who are you to judge these Benadryl challenges? All right, well, that is your front page news. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Hit us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Uh, yes, Manny. Hey, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Man, listen, man. First, first man... What's up with our president? Like, that's for him to say those ignorant ass comments out of my bag. Some ignorant comments out of his mouth the other day. 
But on a side note, man, day for yesterday, I call up here all the time. And I, I, I'm on a, I'm on a hold waiting for, you know, for y'all guys to get a phone. And I was pulled over by the cop. I was on the side of the road. I was waiting for y'all oh, guys. Man. Literally, the first thing out of the office is about for me is, oh, it's one of y'all. Not the license registration, oh, it's one of y'all. Like, what possesses him to yes? Under my car, and that's the first thing out of his mouth to me. Your skin? Yeah, if I, if I react in a certain way, then I'm wrong. Then, then, then I caused this on myself. It's like we, we have no win. We have no win. Uh, it's hard to feel free uh, as a black person in America. That's just the truth to the matter. We know this. Liberty and justice and equality and freedom. What's that, whatever, they, whatever the hell they say about something for all, that doesn't apply to us. We're not in that for all. Well, thank you for calling, bro. sharing your story. That's infuriating. Mm-hmm. It's hard to to stand there and allow him to speak to me like this. Like, it's sad, man. Right. But I'm sorry that badge? happened to you. Did you, get, did you get his badge number? I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I, I record all my interactions with the cops I record. I just have to have okay. time to upload it to media. So that's my next step because I, I don't know what else to do. Like, I don't know what else to do with it. I don't know what else to do. And the crazy part is I would tell you to upload the video, which I think that you should. But, I mean, even in those situations, it feels like all it does is re-trigger all our traumas because we can upload those things about the police, but don't nothing happen to them. Thank you for sharing your story, brother. For the, for the most part. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. time to get it off your chest whether you're mad or blessed so you better have the same energy we want to hear from you on the breakfast club hello who's this this is tanya hey tanya get hey, it off tanya. your chest hi i just want to call and tell you guys that i listen to you guys every morning i'm from new york Thank you, tanya. i live here in charlotte and i'm at work i want to give a 704. shout out to my children maya and my son makai i love you guys have a blessed day and you guys too you too. I love the Queen City. I was watching uh, Joe Biden walk around the Queen City with Chris Paul and um, Mayor, 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 Mayor Lyles a couple of days ago. And I was like, wow, politicians still just pop up at the soul food spot and kick it, right? They was at Merch in Charlotte. But salute oh. to Charlotte. Love Charlotte. All right. Hello, who's this? Yo, Big Chocolate to Toast Up. How we doing, family? Oh, my God. Never heard of you. Long time, long it's time. It's been a How minute. First Never of all, I want to thank the Lord for my blessings. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, um, you guys for doing a good job. And I got a little, you know, the game that we used to play, um, is it just me? So check it out. Is it just me or is everybody uh, think that MB's going to star in the new movie, Angry Man in Manhattan? Is it just me or does everybody think Angelique has toothpick legs? Is it just me or does everybody think Charlemagne's a bed sheet fighter? Is it just me? You like that? A bed sheet biter. <laughs> you, I thought it was pillow biter. You bite the bed sheet, damn it. You and Trav, you know what you do it. You know you do it. <laughs> I it. Why did Trav get dragged into this? I know, but but thank you, uh, Chocolate Toast. Why don't you guy. biting a bed sheet, though? I, I, I always thought it was pillow biting. I didn't know it was uh, bed sheet biting. You do either or, anyway. Hello, who's this? This is Marquis. Marquis, what's up? Get it off your chest, bro. What's up? I'm calling the, uh, tomorrow. I'm calling because tomorrow my birthday. I just wanted a little birthday shout out. But okay. also, also I wanted to say, you know how we talk about how powerful the black dollar is in America. Um, I want. I think that you know, for Black Friday, we should support only black businesses. With that being the biggest retail day in America, I think that that'll open a lot of eyes, man. Yo, I'm gonna tell you something. I, 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 we've done that before, but you should support black businesses all the time. 
Every day. I know I do. Support support your black businesses with black dollars every day. Absolutely. But with I'm just saying with Black Friday being the biggest retail day in America, that if we only buy black on Black Friday, that I think that'll be real major, man. Yeah, that's a nice movement though. The only thing you buy, nothing else. Just only black owned businesses for a day. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm just at the point, man, where I want real substantive change as opposed to just symbolic stunts. But I understand you know? what he's saying because that is the biggest shopping day of the year. Right. I feel like they did that, though. Did that last year or the year before last, one of them. Well, I'm not mad at it. That's just no, one out of many things you can do. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way, ye? Yes, and let's give you some more information about Mariah Carey's book. We already told you she was on the Oprah Conversation. And we'll tell you some more about what she had to say in her memoir about her troubled relationship with her own family. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Charles Barkley, this is difficult, but here he is on NBA on TNT. He's talking about Breonna Taylor's murder at the hands of police, and he's saying do not compare it to George Floyd or Ahmaud Arbery. Here is his rationale. I am worried that we lump all these situations in together and... I feel just bad the young lady lost her life. But, you know, we do have to take into account that her boyfriend did shoot at the cops and shot a cop. So, like I say, even though I'm really sorry she lost her life, I don't think that we can just say we can put this in the same situation with George Floyd and Ahmaud Aubrey. I just don't believe that. Charles Barkley, shut the F up forever. Makes uh, no her sense. boyfriend. Her boyfriend was a law-abiding citizen who has never been arrested ever. He was a legal gun owner who thought someone was breaking into his house. There's not a gun owner in America who would not have done the exact same thing Absolutely. if they were in that situation. You're Shut in your home, in bed, asleep, haven't committed a crime, done nothing wrong, some plainclothes cops with a no-knock warrant. Now there's one person saying that they did knock, but everybody else has said these they cops didn't. did not knock. Now, they busted down do? the door. That's what two A was two A. Yeah. That's what the two A uh, law is about. And by the way, that's why his charges got dropped. They charged him and then they dropped his charges because there's no case there. You're in your house, minding your business. You think someone is breaking in, so you defend your home. Period. Nothing else to talk about. Mm-hmm. And you defend your woman. What's the brother's right. name? I keep forgetting his name. It's Kenneth something, right? Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker. Kenneth, Kenneth Walker. Walker. Salute to Kenneth Walker. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, in addition to that, Charles Barkley talks about defunding the police. And his thoughts on that situation. Here he is. I hear these fools on TV talking about defund the police and things like that. We need police reform and prison reform and things like that. Because you know who ain't going to defund the cops? White neighborhoods and rich neighborhoods. So that notion they keep saying that, I'm like, wait a minute. We just going to leave. Who are black people supposed to call? Ghostbusters? When we have crime in our neighborhoods, we need police reform. So we need to stop that defund or embolish the cops crap. Oh, we can have a more civilized conversation about that. I mean, the reason I just don't agree with reforming the police is because you can't reform a system that was never made for all people. The criminal justice system doesn't need reform. It needs complete overhaul. Like you got to tear the whole thing down, throw this defective product away, and let's build something new from scratch. 
because this system is not for us. Never has been, never will be. All right, now Zach Braff, and you know Zach Braff, he was on Scrubs, and he also wrote and directed that movie Garden State that's like a cult classic. Mm -hmm. uh, he has invited people to share their tributes to loved ones who died of coronavirus. Now he was inspired by Donald Trump saying this. Now we know it, it affects elderly people, elderly people with heart problems and other problems. You know, in some states, thousands of people, nobody young, below the age of 18, like nobody. They have a strong immune system. Who knows? You look, you take your hat off to the young because they have a hell of an immune system. But it affects virtually nobody. It's, a, it's an amazing thing. And then Zach Braff posted, anybody else losing nobody? And... Uh, hundreds of people started sharing their own stories of people who they lost on Twitter. So you can uh, check out that whole Twitter thread and see what make everybody sure has tag, to make, say. Make sure y'all tag Trump in all of those um, all of those posts because that's like what over two hundred thousand nobodies that yeah. passed away of coronavirus. Make sure Trump sees every single one of them. All right, now Mariah Carey is getting ready for her book to come out. Like we've told you, her memoir is coming out on the 29th, and she did the Oprah conversation on Apple TV+. And she discussed in her memoir, she said, uh, I would have never spoken a word about anybody in my life, and I tried to be very fair, but people have drawn first blood with me historically. She said, I know you understand this. When there are people that are in any way connected to you as a person that has achieved any success, you are a target, you're vulnerable. But I wouldn't have gone here if things hadn't been done to me, if I hadn't been dragged by certain people and treated as an ATM machine with a wig on. All it is is like, let me get some money and let me get some money no matter what. So she's talking about her own family life. And she said her early life was defined by trauma and violence. She said her brother was extremely violent and her sister is troubled and traumatized. She said, I try to be thoughtful about that, although I don't know that the same courtesy has been extended to me from anybody that caused certain traumatic events in my life. So well, Oprah did read a passage from her book. She said, through the years, both my sister and brother have put me on the chopping block, sold lies to any gossip rag or trashy website that would buy or listen. They have attacked me for decades, but when I was 12 years old, my sister drugged me with Valium, offered me a pinky nail full of cocaine, and afflicted me with third-degree burns and tried to sell me out to a pimp. Damn. You know, Mariah did it right, and what I mean by she did it right is, like, she never told too much about her personal life in interviews throughout the years, or Not at all, even right? in her music. So now she's at the point in her life where she's a legend, she's an icon, she's a diva. Let me give it to you all in a book, which I'm sure she got paid incredibly for, and she will make royalties off for the rest of her life. That's right. Now she's controlling her own narrative. I love it. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. I'm Angela Yee. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. We got front page news. What are we talking about? Uh, yes. And we're going to give you some updates on Breonna Taylor and what's happening today. There is a press conference at 1030. We'll tell you what that's about. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Last night, the Lakers beat the Nuggets 114-108. LeBron had 26, AD had 34. Now, what else are we talking about, Yeezy? Brianna Taylor's family and her attorney, uh, Benjamin Crump, says that they want the Kentucky Attorney General's investigation into Brianna Taylor's death to be transparent. And they want to know what was actually presented to the grand jury. So today at 1030, they're actually going to be having a press conference to address what the response from the family is to what the Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron had to say. 
We got uh, Attorney yeah. Ben Crump and, Te- and Teslin Figaro checking in next hour, by the yep, way. Yep, next hour we'll be talking to them. Right, so after that, you can check out the press conference as well. Now, Breonna Taylor's mother, Tamika Palmer, actually wrote on Instagram, it's still Breonna Taylor for me, beside a portrait of her daughter's face, and then she put hashtag the system failed Breonna. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Definitely. Breonna Taylor's younger sister, Janiah Palmer, also conveyed her disappointment on Twitter. She said, they failed you, they failed me. Brianna. I am so sorry. I don't know what to do. And Brianna Taylor's cousin, Tawana Gordon, told the Courier-Journal that she was mad as hell because nothing's changing. So we will get to hear that response today at 10.30 a.m. Yeah, I don't know what to do either. Um, I do know I hate when people um, politicize black pain like this and tell folks just to go vote. If you're going to tell us to go vote, tell us exactly why we should go vote. Tell us how voting can change situations like this. Because, you know, if you've lived long enough on this planet, whether it's Republican, Democrat, local, national, we've seen these type of injustices happen over and over and over to black people. So if you're going to politicize this black pain and tell us to go vote, tell us exactly why voting could uh, have changed the outcome of this situation. Well, yeah, and you see the power the attorney general has, and you can vote for your attorney general mm-hmm. in most instances. Sometimes it is appointed, but in a lot of states, you do vote for who your attorney general is. And then uh, usually the mayor, I think, appoints who is the police, the head of the police department, but then it matters mm-hmm. who your mayor is. That's true, yeah, too, but or, you can vote on, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's I don't know, why I don't it does know how, matter to be involved. Yeah, I don't know how all that works, but I saw somebody... Uh, you know, yesterday talking about, you know, William Barr and saying things would be different under a, a, a Democratic AG. And I'm like, well, under Obama, we had two black attorney generals. So I don't know. That's I, said. I, just, I, need, I just want somebody to explain to me. That's all. All right. I'm not, I'm not the right. most politically sophisticated person. All right. And Donald Trump was booed as he went to the top of the Supreme Court steps to pay respect for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You know, uh, she died last week after a bout with cancer. And as he showed up and people realized he was there, here's what happened. Vote him out. (laughs) Vote him out. And they were booing. You better have that energy on November 3rd then. You know what I mean? Sean improved through actions and deeds, not words, lip service, boos, and chants. A, a, a former black president once said, don't boo, vote. All right? All right. Well, that is your front page news. Now, when we come back, Chris Rock will be joining us. We'll kick it with Chris Rock, so don't move. Oh, always a great person to talk to at any time. Mm-hmm. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line right now. Chris Rock. The legend. Yeah. The walking the legend. memorial. There you go. Chris <laughs> Rock. Walking memorial. Remember, Jay said that on the Hustling Remix. Jay Z said, I'm a walking memorial. Only a few people get that, by the way. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll take it. Let me ask you a question, Chris. You've lived through a lot of these injustices. Cops getting no punishment for things that happen to black people. How do you feel today? You know, there's just two levels. A, you're disappointed and you're hurt by what happened. And it's not just the cops. Remember, everyone in the chain of command should have been judicial system. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like whoever signed the papers that said, "Okay, go get her," you know, "Go get them," should be in there too. Uh, I'm also just upset that I'm used to this. You know what yeah. I mean? So it, it's sad that we're just here, you know, and and her name 
is going to go on a, a stack of other names, yeah. you know, and there's a chance that three months from now that we're so busy with the next one that we forget about Brianna. That's, you know, yeah. not on purpose, but there's just, you know, the, the bodies just keep piling up. What do you tell your daughter? You know, because your daughter is out there. She's in school. And what what do you tell her? How do you tell her to move to make sure that she's safe? Uh, You know, fortunately, you and I and everybody, you know, us five being you know, on the radio right now, we live lives that because of our economic status, we're not exempt from what's going on. Mm-hmm. But we kind of, you know, we're kind of on a hill. And we get to watch what's going on. So we're a little, sa- a, a tad safer. But yes, I do tell my daughters to keep their eyes open and their ears and be alert and just know where they are at all right. times. But, you know, we, we've been blessed. So I'm not really worried about the cops knocking down my door right now. But I, I realize that, you know, you know, that it's not even about my daughters. It's like my cousins and my my nephews and, you know, that have, like, normal jobs that are really out there. That's interesting to hear you say that because I remember watching you getting pulled over all the time. And you're rich, you're famous. How, how, have you ever felt free in this country? You can't possibly feel exempt. No, no, I don't feel, I wouldn't say exempt, but I do, you know, like, when you punch my name up, even if you don't recognize me, somebody says something. Right. You know, I don't want to sound like a rapper, but I am Chris Rock. And, you know, me- you know, membership has its privileges. But every now and then you, you forget your card. Yeah. <laughs> and then you forget it. <laughs> That's very true. Chris, you were in Yellow Springs. How was that for you, performing in the cornfield? I love Yellow Springs. People that don't know Yellow Springs, Dave Chappelle, the, the honorable, all praises due to honorable <laughs> Dave Chappelle, uh, has it's kind of running like a like a comedian summer camp in, in uh, Yellow Springs, Ohio. This, that's his hometown, and Dave's kind of like the unofficial mayor of the town. And he, uh, you know, Dave's got a bunch of land, and he kind of set up a stage in a cornfield, and it's uh, everybody's socially distanced. We all got uh, rapid COVID tests. So you land, your plane lands, you get off the plane, you get tested, you wait your 15 minutes or 20 minutes, however long it takes. And once you get your negative test, then they give you a wristband. And you get were you nervous while you, you were waiting for your results? Were you nervous? Uh, I've been pretty separated. You know, I've been, you know, I'm, you know I'm, I, I haven't been, you know, in the clubs, in the underground clubs. <laughs> the flight, the flight, you know, traveling. No, nah, no, nah, I got, I got my own he didn't get there the same way you got there, Yeet. Yeah, we definitely weren't on the same way. Hit me up. You can get on my plane. We'll, 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 we'll. It's all good. You're more than welcome. But, yeah, it's, it's nice to be in an atmosphere where you know everyone's tested. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's Dave, so the weeds are plenty. And <laughs> plenty. Weeds are plenty and mushrooms are plenty. And, you know, we I didn't know you could talk problem. about that. <laughs> I mean, you know, you guys can. Uh, yeah, I think that's, you know, the guy made the half bake. So, you know. <laughs> right. The, the mushrooms. Did you do the mushroom tea? Uh, I did the mushroom tea. And, uh, yeah, I just woke up. <laughs> I can't even believe I made it here. The mushroom tea is so potent. I think I'm on the view right now. 
So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Whoopi. Like, you're Whoopi. Envy's Joy Behar. No, Envy's Megan McCain, definitely. I'm not going to Megan McCain. <laughs> did you see anything? Did you see anything? Did the, did the T show you anything about life that you hadn't seen before? You know what? I'm, I'm looking at this time, and it's like, one thing about COVID and quarantine and all this stuff, it's like it's like you, you really assess your moves right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, this is halftime. And it's like, <laughs> great teams, great coaches make adjustments at halftime. That's right. And the, 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 the whack keep playing the way they were playing. So mm-hmm. right now, I'm making adjustments in my life, making adjustments in my mental health, I'm making adjustments in my physical health. Try, you know, I call this the three pigs part of life. Remember the three pigs? And you have to yeah, really three little pigs. What kind of house have you made, Charlemagne? Did you make it? <laughs> is, is your life of sticks? Is it a is it all the bricks? Yeah. Bricks. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. But you don't know that until something happens, though. America you thought it was know. a brick house. That's right. So yeah. So do, did you make a brick house? And I'm telling you right now, I'm getting calls. Some of my friends have brick houses, but some of my friends' houses are made of straw. <laughs> and I'm getting calls from famous people trying to sell me their cars. And wow. Like, like people we know. Mm-hmm. So this is the time, you know, nothing to be ashamed of, but you know from this point on, we know something can happen. Yep. Yeah. And we well, just, well, like, we- live our lives accordingly. Well, with that said, is there any of those people that you want to be the big bad wolf to? Because they <laughs> you over in the past. <laughs> I'm not blowing nobody's house down. I wish everybody well. You know, when this thing went down, you know, the first thing you do is, like, how do I take care of the people I love? So, and I'm, I'm blessed, you know. I'm not the most religious person, but thank God I can, like, help out, you know, my people. All right, we got more with Chris Rock. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with Chris Rock. How are you moving differently if you are moving differently? Well, I, I'm downsizing on some level. I tell you that. You know, life, life's great, but at the same time, you're like, okay, what's sustainable? Right. Like, what's if this mean? happens again, because it could happen again. It happened once. It could happen again. Mm-hmm. It's still like, not over. Okay. Right. Oh, okay. So can you can I ride out a year without working? Okay, that's good. But what if I have to ride out three years without working? Ooh, I don't know now. So you know, you just you know, you just making different moves and different investments and different you know, you set up your priorities are different. The people you surround yourself, you got to weed out some people. You're also getting to learn to know yourself a whole lot better. Yes, I'm I'm doing a lot of therapy now because I got the time, you know go to my trainers and, you know, just working on myself a lot. You talked about therapy. You spending seven hours a week in therapy. I love therapy myself. Was it the stage that served as your therapy before? Uh, Yeah, you know what? Being on stage can be therapeutic, but you don't let it all out in stage, on stage. And it's like, the thing about therapy, what I learned, especially this round, it only works if you tell the absolute truth. Truth, yeah. Because your relationship with your therapist is just that. It's the relationship. 
And when you have a relationship, you like to present the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that can be a, a big disservice to you in therapy. In therapy, you actually, if you really want it to work, you should present the worst version of yourself. But that's the I've truth. I've therapy before, but I always, you know, I always, you know, like a joke I used to do. I always used to bring my representative. I yeah. never really brought me. And I'm bringing me now, and I'm, I'm you know, it's really helping me out. What made you revisit it? Like, what made you peel back all those layers and say, I'm going to present me? I don't know, man. It's just, I mean, some of it's just the COVID of it all. Once work shut down, you, you just have all this free time. And, you know, you know, it's the Michael Jackson song. I'm looking at the man in the mirror. And, like, okay, you got money, you got fame, but you're sitting here by yourself. You know what I mean? Like, how do I make it to the next level? How do I... How do I get joy from things I don't buy? Mm. You know what I mean? Right. Mm. You know, my kids are getting older. They're literally out the house. How do I get joy, in a, you know, just from waking up? So, you know, I got to look inside. And, you know, I got to, like, hold myself accountable. You, you said know? that you had been diagnosed with this nonverbal uh, learning disorder. So how does that affect your everyday life and what can you do about it? Um, how does it affect my everyday life? I process things slower. I'm like, I don't pick up on hints. I have a hard time with social cues. So when we talk, all I pick up are the words. So if you were angry with me or just perturbed with me, or even if you were into me and you were like trying to, you know, whatever, have sex or whatever, like I wouldn't pick up on it. You would have to literally say it to me. I'm one of these guys, I can't do anything technical. And I used to not realize, I used to just think I was old or I was slow. But now I'm realizing, oh, okay. And I'm getting better. Like, I can mm-hmm. I can work my Bluetooth now. I can, <laughs> you know what I mean? How did I you can, realize? But when did you realize what it was or, or, what, or, or what the problem was? Uh, you know what's weird? A friend of mine jokingly said I had Asperger's. And it's weird. I just said to myself, okay, I'm going to get tested. Because I had a, I had another relative with Asperger's, right? Mm-hmm. And I got tested, and the doctor was like, no, you don't have Asperger's. But what you have is right next to it, and mm-hmm. it's called NBLD. And the doctor was like, you've been taken advantage of in life. You're, you're a little slow in some instances, and you're hype, and you're amazing. But on, at the same time, you, you're... Verbal ability and your your memory are impeccable. Right. So I've been, you know, it's like the blind guy that can hear amazingly. You know what I mean? Like I've right. been overcompensating for it. And, you know, having a hard time with subtlety is great on a stand-up stage where you're screaming. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But in a one-on-one in a relationship, relationship? Mm-hmm. ah, you know, my relationship with my brothers, my relationship with my mother, or, you know, wife, girlfriend, like, all of that's, like, mm, is all suffered because I'm, like, I have a hard time picking up stuff. But now that I know, I'm a thousand times better. So I'm dealing with it with therapy, a little bit of drugs, but they're, you know, they're weaning me off. And now I know when I feel a certain way, I have to stop. Before I react, I have to say, okay, is this how I feel or is this 
my learning disorder acting up. I need to know more on how that impacts you with women, though. Like, like in the yeah, bedroom, that's because a lot thinking. of communication in the bedroom is nonverbal. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna say I did. I'm like one of my therapists is like a sexual therapist. You know what I mean? Like, it's like mm -hmm. all encompassing. You know? But here's the thing, too. I'm better because I know, and like, you know, I've been on a couple of dates recently, and now I tell them. It's like in a weird way. It's almost like you remember you saw the Joker. And he mm -hmm. and he walks around with that card. Right. And he's like, yo, I got you. And yeah, you tell it you tell a chick, yo, yo, I'm you like, I'm sending you a link. This is what I have. And now it helps women deal with me in a better way. So Chris, I want sex. You want the clear Okay, come on, Envy, Envy, relax. <laughs> wow, Envy. But Damn, what I, mean. I know your daughter's a Jesus Christ. Goodness gracious. It's just yeah, it's like everybody knows what's up. So, yeah, it's, e every, it's easier on everybody now. I do want to make sure we talk about Fargo, though, because that's a huge deal, right? You're on season four. Is it season four? It's season four, yeah. Season four of Fargo, yeah. Mm-hmm, at Fargo. They just sent us some screeners yesterday, so I saw the first episode. Because I was like, I got to see Chris Rock play this role. I watched the movie, like, way back in the day. So I was just interested to see. And there was a lot of different storylines going on. Mm-hmm. So... Let's talk about your character on Fargo. Well, you don't have to audition, though. You don't audition anymore. You just say, I'll take this part or not. I mean, your, your, your life is an audition. You know what I mean? Like, I've been around so long, <laughs> which is good and it's bad. <laughs> sometimes it's good. It's like, oh, I've seen him do this, this, and this. I want him. And then it's bad sometimes because people think they know me. Right. And I can't audition. You know what right. I mean? Like, it's like, uh, ah, I This wouldn't be bad. a good role for him. I wish I could audition for more stuff, honestly. Really? Mm -hmm. You know, it's something like, comedians have in them that allows them to tap into dramatic, serious roles in a very unique way. What do you think that thing is? Comedians are pained for the most part. Every, every comedian I know has trauma, and it's just how we process it. Put it this way. The greatest sensations you can give a person is sex and laughter, right? But we right. break up with people we have great sex with. You don't break up with nobody that makes you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of real. That's real. You need the comic the relief at all times. <laughs> yeah, like the most, your most ratchet, funny friend, you will figure out a way to keep them in your life. Right. Because even when you're mad at them, they're going to do something to make you laugh about whatever it is yeah. you're mad at. Yeah, they steal from you like, ah, this mother so, <laughs> let them back in. Like, so, is the highest level of enjoyment you can give a person. All right, we got more with Chris Rock. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with Chris Rock. So let's let's get back to Fargo. Now, tell us for people that don't know about Fargo. Tell us about Fargo and 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 what you play in Fargo. This season, I play a guy named Lloyd Cannon, uh, a mobster in uh, 1950s Kansas City. Uh, he's a complicated man because, you know, he's a businessman. He's a legitimate businessman, and he's a gangster at the exact same time. He's a, ma a, a black man with a dream, but living in a world that's set up totally against him. Not too much unlike the world today, but mm -hmm. much more severe. And you, you get to see this guy's trials and tribulations, you know, not just as a businessman, but as a father, as a husband. There's a Tony Soprano element to it, you know what I mean? Like, 
Like, we think of Tony Soprano as a gangster, but at the same time, it's like the family drama was just as much, if not more, than the actual gangster drama. It's filmed beautifully, and there's so many things. I was because I like I said I just watched the first episode, so I don't know what's going on because I saw your son, and then I was like, why is his son not living with him? Why are these random people? So I know there's a lot I'm gonna have to watch to make everything kind of tie together. You have to watch the whole series, I'm sure. Angela, I think you got nonverbal learning disorder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, they're trading kids. (laughs) I was going to ask about Jimmy Fallon. You know, people were asking about Jimmy Fallon. He did a skit and he used blackface and people were asking your comment on it. Here's the thing. That was, that that skit just 20 years ago. Like who amongst us hasn't done something 20 years ago? And you got, hey, you guys are on radio. You said things 20 years ago you would never say today. Let's not talk about it, Chris. Don't don't go having them digging up our. All right. Come on, why would you even do that? (laughs) Why you put it on us, Chris? Chris, some of your jokes from 20 years ago. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, Jimmy Fallon's our friend. Okay, Jimmy Fallon's got a show with the Roots as his band. Do you think Jimmy Fallon's a racist? Like no. your friends no. should get the benefit <clears throat> of the doubt. Yes. Or, or was... like, what's the point of being a friend right. if you're gonna judge somebody harshly immediately? Strangers should get the benefit of the doubt until proven otherwise. All things racist aren't racism. You know, some of them is mm-hmm. just people being dumb, and everybody's allowed to be dumb sometimes, mm-hmm. or or to be ignorant and not know. Right. So I, you know, I'm cool with Jimmy. I've always been cool with Jimmy. You know, do I want him to do more blackface sketches? No. But I don't, <laughs> do I think for do I think for five seconds he was thinking about doing it again? Oh, that was 20 years ago. Right. How many calls did you get from the Democratic Party after your statements that Democrats worsened COVID-19 by focusing on impeachment over the pandemic? Or did you even get calls from the other side? Like, would you like to come on Fox and talk about it? No. Here's what happened. And here's the problem with everybody. No one reads the whole thing. Everybody just reads the headline. The headline. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you this, a friend of mine, Mark Benioff, he owns a Salesforce. You know Salesforce, that computer software company, they have buildings everywhere. Mm-hmm. He called me up and go, oh, you are absolutely right. Now, it's the billionaire calls me up and tells me you are absolutely right. You know why? Because the billionaire read the whole article. Mm-hmm. And in the article, I say... Donald Trump is like the movie The Last Emperor. He's a five-year-old running the country. Now, if you think a five-year-old is running the ship, you have a responsibility to actually look for the icebergs. Now, that's what I really meant to say. So if Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats believe Donald Trump is competent and they just disagree with his policies, then everything I said was wrong, and I apologize. But if you believe Donald Trump is totally incompetent, immoral individual who shouldn't be president and is unqualified to do this job, then yes, it is your job to not get caught up in motion and to actually look for the icebergs that are coming towards America. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, yes, it is, I'm a Democrat. 
I'm for Biden. I'm all, you know what I mean? I'm all in. Mm -hmm. But as the smarter people, you have more responsibility. That's where the checks and balances come in. I agree. You said uh, folks give Adam Sandler the benefit of the doubt when it comes to weird roles, and you want that for yourself. What did you mean by that, Chris? Because some people would say, Chris, I love, I love, I think Adam Sandler was robbed. I mean, I, I thought Joaquin was great in The Joker, but man, how did Adam Sandler not get nominated? <laughs> that is, uh, that, yeah, yeah. yeah, all this role stuff, whatever. That's that's literally my best friend. I love him like a, like a brother, and he was robbed for uncut. That's a good movie. And movie. you're working on a new movie. You're working on a new movie with him, right? Yeah, I'm trying. I'm. It's weird. It's like all this therapy and all this stuff is like I got my brain back. Like I was having mm-hmm. a hard time concentrating, but now I'm just writing a lot lately. So I'm, I wrote this script about a year ago to me, Adam, and Dave. And uh, I'm, yeah, it looks like because there's no touring, it looks like it's closer to happening. That's dope. Wow. Well, check that. out the new season of Fargo. It premieres on the 27th of September. And we appreciate you for joining us, Chris. Yeah. Yes, and for for inspiring to learn how to swim, because I don't know how to swim, but I love the fact that you went out there and and did it. I'm telling you, I got a guy. He'll hook you up. I got a guy. I do not know how to swim. It's embarrassing. Three weeks. Your whole life will change. How you do everything will change. One last question is quick. In terms of opportunity, is it better to be black now in entertainment or in the 90s? Or in the 90s? I mean, the beauty of being black is the future's always better. There are no good old days. Maybe musically, right? All right. Bro, that's so over the, the baby. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. All right. People don't have no good old <laughs> oh, that is All right. Crazy. Well, it's Chris Rock. Thank you for joining us. It's the Breakfast Club. Good Chris, morning. Thank, thank you, brother. King. Thank, thank you. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, Tory Lanez returned to Twitter and said to my fans, "I'm sorry for my silence, but respectfully, I got time today, 9 p.m. Uh, PST." And then he said there's a time to stay silent and a time to speak. He also captioned a photo of his new album's cover art. He said, I said all I could say on this. So he put out a new album called Daystar. Now, I saw a lot of websites saying that this is the last time they'll be reporting or covering Tory Lanez. I do feel for him to do this at a time when we're still dealing with the aftermath of Breonna Taylor not getting justice. And that is front and center in our minds and then Meg the Stallion clearly had an issue. She said she got shot in her feet. You know, it's just, I think the timing of it was a little crazy. And people also have an issue with him capitalizing and making money off of putting out a whole album where he's kind of going at everybody because it doesn't feel like he's sorry at all on this album for anything that happened. So let's go through some of the claims. And it's a whole album of different things. So we just picked a few things uh, to talk about now he has a song called Money Over Fallout and he does say in this song that he still loves Megan Thee Stallion can't cry now cause I'ma laugh later girl you had a nerd to write that statement on that alpha David knowing I ain't do it but I'm coming at my truest 
tryna keep this shit 200 with you, shorty. I can't prove it, but them people in your ear, they the true ones that I feel. They really got you thinking Tory Lanez would do you in for real. Don't forget you was my bitch, I held it down and kept it real. I would never pay no fake picture of you, just for some meals. And I thought that you was solid too, but look at how you doing me. Look at how you doing me. People trying to ruin me. And what's even worse is I'm still thinking about you and me. How you going live my birthday with all your jewelry to try to make some fool of me? But I love you hard, so I'm gonna cool it be. God, what's happening here? Now, in Money Over Fallout, he also seems like he has an issue with people talking about his height. He wants people to know he is not 5'3". He's 5'7". Tori, you're not 5'7", because I'm 5'6". All right? I've seen the Tory top of your Tori is taller than you. No, with, with he the hair, he's taller than, than you. That yes, is a is. goddamn lie. Yes, I've seen is. the top of Tori Lane's scalp. That is a lie. Tori is, I'm 5'6". Tori is no way, nowhere near taller than me. You're only 5'6"? He's not. Charlamagne's 5'5". Well, five, five. I'm actually 5'7". Wow. <laughs> you ain't no damn 5'7". <laughs> By the way, everybody that's 5'4", 5'5", 5'6", always says we're 5'7". <laughs> Mm-mm. I'm taller than Shall Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez is Duval and Kevin Hart's height. You're not taller okay. than Tory Lanez. <laughs> I am. Oh, Play with me. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, now, he also has a song called Sorry, But I Had To. And I'm going to play these clips because these people responded, but he talks about J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith, this the pot that piss. And you the last cat that should talk about some shots that hit. Cause your performance and percentage play a role in riding benches, hugging. I'm from the trenches, hugging. You the type to buy a chick of 80 inches, still won't get an inch of money. <laughs> what? I just don't know what's happening. I what really mean? don't. I don't know who is advising Tory Lanez, but whoever's advising Tory Lanez, Tory needs to fire them. And if nobody's advising Tory Lanez and he's just listening to himself, don't. <laughs> like, J.R. Smith like, said, this clown shoots a female and y'all listening to his music like it's okay. TF, Tory Lanez, you a straight clown. He said, and tell whoever to hit my line, it's whatever. Yeah, I mean, listen, Tory's right when he says there is absolutely a time to speak uh, if he chooses to, but that time is not a day after we just watched police officers get off for shooting a black woman. Yes, Tory's side needs to be heard, but not today, Tory. No. All right. Now, in this song, he also addresses Dream Doll and Masika, who took uh, Meg Thee Stallion's side. Give me one Dream Doll hit record. Mm, I'll wait. Hey, Masika, this your chance. You in every Twitter debate, in every shade room comment, like common sense ain't common sense. And we be needing your two cents and all your vents. Faking a kidnapping for your only fans and trying to front like missing kids was your intent. If that's the type of this shit you teach in car, then you should sit in a pen and watch people disagree in the end. You try to make it facts, but it's a L-I-E in the end. Dream Doll responded by posting some DMs, the messages that she had gotten from Tory Lanez. She said, you've been a dub since you came for me the first time. Sadly, you could try and diss me again this time for not having a hit. But yet my biggest record was exposing your corny ass to this day. Always coming for females, but keep digging your whole day. Star Peterson, you effing lame. Man up and go on live, vagina. You know the vibes. SMD, big head, big in head shrimp. And she put a shrimp emoji, Tory Lanez. Listen, I will admit, I don't know what's true and what's not true. But if you're going to get on an album and say all of that, 
you might as well tell us the whole entire version of the story and not on Instagram Live, not in an album. You know, go write a statement. You might as well write a statement if you're facing some type of charges or people are accusing you of something. Like, I, I don't I don't get it. I really don't. I, I, I assume what you... It was only four people in that vehicle. So, I mean, everybody knows what's going on. Like, there was four people in that vehicle. You know what I mean? Well, those four people aren't talking. And, and, and you know, Tori, even in the music, I, I, I guess he's trying to say none of us should judge. Mm-hmm. Right? But yeah. give us a statement. You're telling us what happened in the music. Just tell us what happened, period. May got a story. You got a story. I'm sure the truth lies somewhere in the middle, but... Whatever. I don't I don't I don't know. All right. Well he's you know, he is currently out on bond. He posted thirty five thousand dollar bill on July twelfth and he is due back in court on a felony charge in October. So I don't know, maybe him putting this out right now is ahead of that because it's almost October. But he also has a song called Queen and Slim, where he does seem like he's talking more about what happened uh that day and it has to do with Kylie Jenner. Listen to this. Next time the pool with Sean Kylie hopped in it, cool and wild and she was looking like a f- an angel, looking like a baby in a manger. Hot step went to the car. Bitch, you got me f-ed up. Me and Kylie still off in the pool. We just chilling, kicking, wish was cool. Both of us ain't know that she was tripping. Even though I got a crush on Kylie, I would have left for sure if I know you was dipping for the simple reason you invited me. But I can't act like Shorty didn't excite me. I had to go wrong turn that night. But not to turn it, everybody think I wasn't the wrong one that night. You was just too drunk to even see it. Oh my God. I, what? I, Say what? I, what? What? He, all I, the Who Shot Your Instrumental is just sitting there waiting for Tori to make another mistake. Like, this is just foolish. Like, I don't. I, if you got a court date in October, why don't you save all of this for court? Let it play out in the court of law. Why are you letting social media push your well, maybe, hand like this? Well, maybe he feels like people have been making statements and talking about him, and and, and he feels like it's, it's his time to try to, to halfway answer. Maybe, maybe that's why the not? way his, that's his feelings are. Listen to what you just said, the halfway answer. You can't I gotta halfway say halfway answer, answer because I mean... I know, but well, you can't so halfway I don't know answer the time like There's this. a lot more that he does say on the album about things that happen. And look, and I just want to be clear here because I was torn about whether or not we should be covering this, but then I said we do need to cover this because he's telling his side. It's two and sides, so right. let's see what yeah. yeah. So let's see what happens. And so that's why we're doing that. We're letting him have the platform to be able to tell his side. I do still, no matter what, always feel like we need to always uplift Meg the Stallion because she went through something really traumatic. Regardless Absolutely. of how it went down, it was traumatic for her. So it's not a time to be making jokes or coming at her. It's not funny. No, it's not. All right? And, no, not at all. Uh, Megan Thee Stallion is going to be the musical guest, by the way, on Saturday Night Live, October 3rd, season premiere. And Chris Rock, who was just on The Breakfast Club, will be hosting. That's all right, right I'm Angela Yee. I tell you what, what you don't want right now is Meg Thee Stallion talented ass getting in that booth, really telling the story. You think Megan Thee Stallion don't got a mean Tory Lanez diss record in her? You think she don't got a mean 16 or 32 for Tory Lanez? Come on now. She might now. do a song, her and Dream Doll might team up and do something, and they might put Kalani on it, you know, everybody he was coming at. What if to- what if Ma- what if Megan get on the Who Shot You instrumental? Ooh. Furthermore, Tory Lanez. But I don't, wanna, I don't want them to go back and forth like this. Like I yeah. said, I think this was really traumatic for Megan. And I can see that she really does want to just move on, keep on dropping them hits, keep on working. But, you know, he's telling his side. Also, I was told, I haven't heard it, our producer Dan um, told me that he uses uh, portions of the donkey of the day that I gave him in his intro. You didn't clear that, Tory. Hey! Hey! Mr. Independent, you didn't clear that. 
Okay. You know, that happened to me the other day. Somebody was like, Ever you gotta do this. I'm like, you know, remember that time? You didn't you know you know you didn't clear me. Right? You, you didn't clear, you didn't clear that. You didn't clear that. Okay. I just want you to let you know. But anyway, <laughs> all right. Well, that is your rumor report. Now, Charlemagne. Yes. Who are you giving your donkey to? We need Charles Barkley to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with him. <laughs> all right. Please. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey. It's time for donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey in the day? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. The Breakfast Club, bitches. You're a donkey. Donkey of the day for Friday, September 25th, goes to NBA legend Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley. Uh, is one of the hosts of one of my favorite TV shows inside the NBA. Uh, he was on TNT last night, and he had this to say in regards to the Breonna Taylor verdict. Let's listen. I am worried that we lump all these situations in together, and I feel just bad the young lady lost her life. But, you know, we do have to take into account that her boyfriend did shoot at the cops and shot a cop. So, like I say, even though I'm really sorry she lost her life, I don't think that we can just say we can put this in the same situation with George Floyd and Ahmaud Aubrey. I just don't believe that. Sir Charles, in the words of me, Leonard McKelvey, uh, but I guess now Dave Chappelle, since he used this phrase the other night at the Emmys, shut the F up forever, okay? I don't understand, much like Tory Lanez, why right now Charles Barkley is talking. Well, I take that back. I understand why he's talking. It's his job, as it is mine. But if you're going to talk about a situation like this, could we deal with the reality of the situation? Could we deal with the facts of the situation? Simple and plain, Charles. Brianna's boyfriend, Kenneth Walker, is a law-abiding citizen who has never been arrested, ever. He was a legal gun owner who thought someone was breaking into his house. There is not a gun owner person on the planet all right, especially here in America, who would not have done the same thing. He literally fired a single shot, one shot downward to scare what he thought was intruders. Uh, Charles said her boyfriend, Breonna Taylor's boyfriend, Kenneth Walker, shot at the cops as if he was just in his crib, saw it was the police, and started recklessly busting. No, that's not how this went, Charles. I am a black man from South Carolina, born and raised, Geechee to the core, and I totally believe in the Second Amendment. We all have the right to keep and bear arms. Kenneth Walker was a legal gun owner. He was doing what the Constitution says Americans can do. But sadly, Charles Barkley, like so many white folks in this country, doesn't think the Constitution applies to black people. That can be the only excuse, Charles, because I don't see why you would get on TV and paint a picture of Kenneth Walker in this way when the reality is... Even that crooked-ass judicial system in Kentucky originally charged Kenneth with attempted murder of a police officer, and then those charges, that indictment, was dismissed without prejudice. Now, Charles, I don't know if you know or not, but Kenneth Walker has filed a lawsuit. See, Kenneth is seeking immunity for firing one shot that injured a Louisville officer the night the search warrant was executed. He is seeking immunity under Kentucky Stand Your Ground law which protects anyone acting under self-defense. Contrary to your popular belief, Charles Barkley, Kenneth was acting under self-defense. As Kenneth said, Brianna and I didn't know who was banging on the door, but the police know what they did. The charges brought against me were meant to silence me and cover up Brianna's murder. Do we have that audio clip? Can we play that? I was laying in bed with Brianna around midnight watching a movie. All of a sudden, someone started beating on the door. They refused to answer when we yelled, who is it? 15 minutes later, Rihanna was dead from a hell of police gunfire, and I was in police custody. The police arrested, jailed, 
and charged me with murder of a police officer. I was raised by a good family. I am a legal gun owner, and I would never knowingly shoot a police officer. Rihanna and I did not know who was banging on the door, but the police know what they did. The charges brought against me were meant to silence me and cover up Rihanna's murder. For her and those that I love, I can no longer remain silent. That's right. The charges brought against me were meant to silence me and cover up Rihanna's murder. A cover-up. A cover-up which no one seems to be talking about, Charles. If you're going to use your platform to chastise somebody, chastise the police. Chastise the judicial system. Ask some questions. Okay? Why do we always have so much smoke for each other, even when we are victimized, but don't have no smoke for the actual people victimizing, victimizing us? Now, I'll be the first to tell you. Do I think the cops went in Breonna Taylor's house with the intention to kill a black woman? No. It was a series of events that led to all these mistakes happening. Cops ran in thinking they are running into some sort of trap house. A shot is fired because Kenneth Walker thinks they are intruders. Cops fired back because they think they are in a drug house with dangerous criminals. Uh, that's what I believe, and this is just a personal belief. But what I also believe is once they found out they actually killed a black woman and a mistake was made, they tried to cover their ass. And it makes it easier to do this because it was a black person. Look at the mistakes they tried to cover up. All the things they lied about. Charles, if you need if you need a few facts for your next broadcast, here you go. Number one, no forced entry. Clearly it shows that her door was busted open. Cops said they knocked. Why would you knock if you have a no-knock warrant? Two, the first police report said that she had no injuries even though she was dead. Three, before they executed the search warrant, they sent the ambulance away. They're supposed to keep the ambulance on site. And four, the lieutenant lied on the probable cause affidavit, which was the basis for the no-knock search warrant in the first place. With all those mistakes made, nobody is held accountable. There is not a job in America where there aren't some consequences for making a mistake. In this case, a woman lost their life. That's a hell of a mistake. Someone has to be held accountable for that. Charles, clearly they gave you zero prep about this case before you went on the air last night. There is no way in hell you can't see the injustice in this situation. Charles, I've been following you for a long time. I remember when you were on Costas Tonight and you said that you carried a gun in your car every day of your life since you were 21 or 22, but you never had to use it. Well... Kenneth Walker did, and he shouldn't be punished for that under the letter of the law. Also, Charles Barkley, I remember, according to the L.A. Times, when you got stopped on the Atlantic City Expressway and got arrested for carrying a loaded handgun, you got charged with carrying a deadly weapon, but the charge was dropped because it was an illegal search. Uh, do we have any audio of this? I carry a gun. I you have you live in Arizona, where I, you can I, I legally even carry when I, a gun. Even when right? I lived in Philadelphia, I've had a gun. I carry a gun in my car. Every year of my life since I was 21, 22. My point by saying all of that, my point by even bringing that up, is number one, you clearly believe in two-way. And so did Kenneth Walker. So do I. Only difference between you and Kenneth is Kenneth had to bust his gun because someone ran up in his house. Just like I'm sure if people would have ran up on you in your car, you would have defended yourself as well. Charles, we are talking about injustice, okay? Yes, you can put this in the same case as Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd because an injustice was done to Breonna Taylor. She was not a threat to the police in any way. At the least, it should have been second-degree manslaughter. But, Charles, you clearly don't care about the facts. If you do care about the facts, you only care about them when it pertains to white people. You owe Kenneth Walker and Breonna Taylor's family an apology because you're implying Breonna Taylor is dead because Kenneth exercised his right to bear arms. If the cops aren't at fault here, then nobody is at fault here, and that's the way we should leave it. Charles, we already got America blaming us for the pain this country causes us. Let's not, as black people, victim shame and victim blame each other. Please. 
let Remy Ma give Charles Barkley the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw. You stupid motherfucker. Are you dumb? All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Well-deserved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Up next, we have attorney Benjamin Crump and Tez joining us. Tez Figaro. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy, and we got two very important people on the phones right now. We have attorney Ben Crump, and we also have the host of the Straight Shot No Chaser podcast on the Black Effect Podcast Network with iHeartWit Radio, Teslin Figaro, the hood whisperer. Tez, what's happening? <laughs> what's going on, family? Glad to be here. Sad under these unfortunate circumstances, but thank you for having us. I was hoping you guys could walk us through what happened because I know people have questions and I know you do have a 10.30 a.m. press conference to address everything from the family side this morning. So if you could just give us some insight on Breonna Taylor and what they decided to indict one cop on. Thank you, Angie. Uh, and also thank you, Charlemagne, Envy, for uh, allowing us to be on the Breakfast Club to hopefully educate people and engage people and empower people in the aftermath of these sham proceedings from uh, Daniel Cameron's, the Kentucky Attorney General's uh, grand jury proceedings. Angie, we continue to be baffled, like Breonna Taylor's family, my co-counsel's attorney, Lanita Baker, and attorney Sam Aguiar, as to what exactly did the Kentucky Attorney General present to the grand jury? Did he mm. present any evidence at all on behalf of Breonna Taylor. And Charlemagne, if he did not, then he unilaterally made a decision to put his thumbs on the scales of justice to exonerate these killer cops for murdering Breonna Taylor in the sanctity of her own home and made certain to deny Breonna Taylor any due process, having her family have their day in court, and made sure that she didn't have any justice. And that is why we are demanding that Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron, this young black Republican, release the transcripts of the grand jury proceedings so we can see if Breonna Taylor had a voice at all in there. I mean, Angie, for 191 days, we all were yelling, say her name, and in the, in the indictment, he doesn't say her name once. Yeah, it makes me wonder, uh, Attorney Crump, was this ever really an investigation into Breonna Taylor's actual murder? You know, that is the question, Charlemagne, because when you think about the fact that he keeps proclaiming this one neighbor who said that the police not then announced their presence, even though our legal team have recordings of 12 neighbors who lived in close proximity to Breonna Taylor's apartment who said they never heard the police not and announce their presence. And also the fact that that one neighbor who said that he heard the police announce, well, they gave two previous statements, Angie, where he said he didn't hear the police knock and announce. So did he tell the grand jury that 
or did he just tell him this third version of that neighbor? And Charlemagne, did he present the 12 other neighbors to the grand jury? And the big thing, when you think about the context of why they were there in the first place at Breonna Taylor's apartment and allowed to bust open her front door, it was based on a lie on this probable cause affidavit uh, that was performed by this lieutenant who said the United States postal inspector said Brianna was receiving packages at her apartment. Well, the United States postal inspector came out and said that is not true. They have that Brianna didn't receive any packages to her apartment in the year of 2020. Did Daniel Cameron present that to the grand jury? And I wow. know this foolishness self-defense if I, I guess I should explain that for a minute he tried to say Charlemagne that there were no charges bought against Brianna for her death because her boyfriend Kenny Walker who was registered as a gun owner a law-abiding citizen as Tesla and I have talked about the fact that he's never been arrested in his life when he exercised his rights to the Second Amendment to protect his woman and to protect himself and to protect their castle, they act like a black person can't use self-defense from people who they thought were intruders into their apartment. And so mm. Daniel Cameron tries to erroneously apply that self-defense uh, against Kenny Walker applies to Breonna Taylor, who by definition was a innocent third party and the law clearly says you cannot use violence or aggression or shoot or kill an innocent third party person if you're trying to say you were uh, exercising your self-defense rights against another person who was an aggressor and everybody has said that Brianna did not have a gun that Brianna posed no threat she was a black woman in her apartment barely clothes she was in her underwear when they put six bullets in her body and mutilated her now what about for mm. people that said that uh they feel that because the family got the money in the civil suit a couple days ago that that was the reason that that they, that they lost the case or nobody was charged yeah well first of all that's the biggest bunch of bs uh that that that's circulating on the internet there is no such thing as once you get a settlement on the civil side that, that has any direct correlation to, correlation to the criminal side. There's no such thing as saying, oh, well, I'll just take the money and don't worry about charging uh, the murderer of my child. Those two things have nothing to do uh, with each other. I know that, uh, like you always say, Charlemagne, the lies are more entertaining than the truth. And that's just a lie that's just, just flat out not true. And it's disrespectful to the life of Breonna Taylor. It's disrespectful to her mother uh, that birthed this woman. And, and the two have nothing to do with it. And if the civil uh, side uh, was not if they didn't get any justice on that side, we wouldn't have anything at all right now. There are three things that happens when we talk about justice. One, it's hitting folks in the pocket. At some point, they're going to get tired of paying out these multi-million dollar settlements. Two is when we protest and when we continue to scream, yell, say their name. And then three, it is the policy. Since the murder of George Floyd, there's been over 100 cities that have enacted police reform all over this country. So we are making mm -hmm 
some progression in police reform, but this is another opportunity to show where the light uh, to expose how those who are elected in office matter. This is a statewide seat. Let's ask the Democrats, what did they do on the state level that Daniel Cameron was able to gain a receipt, a seat that was once held by a Democrat? This is the first Republican that was elected to a state attorney general since 1944. So when we hear all of this, Trump is bad, Trump is bad, oh, we all getting out to vote. Let's look at the numbers. How did this happen in 2019? What does that say? That says that Republicans are serious about taking over, getting back in these state elected seats from the state and the local. While we're all talking about Trump, 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 they're moving. It's not a game. It's a campaign. They're moving forward. Did he get the seat because he said he was the first black elected, which once again shows that just because somebody's black does not mean that they have my back? These are the things that we have to look at when we look at the science of the politics of it all. And this is a, another issue on showing that yet again, politics has failed us. And yet again, we have to look at how did it happen? And it doesn't just fall just on the voters. Kentucky has a Democrat governor. This is a Democrat, pretty much predominant state. So when people say, oh, well, you know, it's Kentucky, that's just Kentucky. No, Democrats run this state. So what happened at the state level? All right, we got more with Attorney Crump and Tez Figaro when we come back. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with Attorney Benjamin Crump and Tez Figaro. Yee. How is um, Brianna's family doing right now? Because I know you guys have been in contact and obviously speaking with them. So I do want to just ask on a human level, how are they handling handling themselves? You know, Angie, um, Tamika Palmer is heartbroken. Uh, she does not understand, as I'm sure you don't either, I don't, how you get a wanton endangerment charge on her white neighbor's apartment next door to her but you don't get a wanton endangerment charge on her black neighbors where a bullet went into her apartment as well above Breonna Taylor. And the fact that you don't get any wanton endangerment charges for the bullets that went into her apartment and envy, you don't get a wanton murder charges for the bullets that went into her body. I mean, nothing that Daniel Cameron and did on this grand jury makes any common sense or legal sense. And we have to hold these prosecutors accountable for losing these cases with these killer cops that keep killing unarmed black people in the most unjustifiable ways. You know, Attorney Ben, you talked about the lie on the affidavit. Uh, why did none of the officers get charged for, tr for that or trying to cover up what actually happened after the fact? Man, you, Charlamagne, you hitting the uh, head of the nail so hard right now because we don't believe Daniel Cameron ever presented. In fact, I think he said, Angie, at his press conference, he didn't present the fact that this lieutenant put forth this lie on this probable cause affidavit. So that wasn't even considered by the grand jury. That's why we're saying, was any evidence presented on Breonna Taylor's behalf? And the fact that and the aftermath, as Tez and I talked about, they had this three-page police report that was filled with lies, Charlemagne, to show that it was a conspiracy to cover up Brianna's death from the very beginning. It said there was no forced entry when we know her door was busted in to allow them to get in. And it also said there were no injuries, mm -hmm. even though Brianna was laying dead. And Charlemagne, they sent the ambulance away, you know, and when you uh, have these policies and procedures that when it is foreseeable when you execute this dangerous, 
no, not warrant. I mean, you coming in in plain clothes, you're not announcing yourself. That's the very definition of no, not warrant. And so you have an ambulance standing by because you can foresee that people could be injured or police officers can be injured with all these gun laws. They sent the ambulance away and Brianna for at least 20 minutes lay there with those bullets bleeding on her hallway floor and they offered her no medical attention. Wow. Listen, I know we got a rap, but Taz, I want you to give us some hope, man, some words of encouragement, a call to action, because I, I don't have any right now. Is, is there a bright side to this situation? What's next? Now, I think what we have to do is just continue to press forward, but there's two things that we have to hold people accountable. One, our own elected officials uh, that we elect in office and demand that they continue uh, to advocate for our issues. And we also have to stay woke on the fact that just because somebody's black doesn't mean they have my back. I keep stressing that because that was something that he used in order to get in office. And three, we have to know that this stuff does matter at the end of the day. There has been police reform all over this country. When we look at, look at Colorado for example, I encourage listeners to go look and see at all of the things that have happened in Colorado when we talk about uh, police reform. These types of actions have made a difference. Shout out to Tamika, a sister out there that has been riding every single day uh, in Kentucky fighting for this, for this sister. We have to all look at how does this all uh, affect us in, in our everyday lives. And again, the three things that are most important, we continue to push on the civil side, we continue to push for the criminal side, and we continue to push for policy. This is not about blaming this family for getting a settlement when I know damn well that every listener that is listening right now, if they went to Walmart and they slipped and fall, the first person they would call would be an attorney. You know, for this <laughs> one to lose her life, you know, that you this family has the right you know, to sue this government. And so these are the things that instead of blaming each other and blaming ourselves and beating up on each other and beating up on Attorney Crump and beating up on the protesters, let us all come together and push this line. There is an election that is coming up on November 3rd. If you are not motivated by Biden, if you are not scared enough of Trump, then you damn well better be scared enough to know that you need to vote for your state and local elected officials because that is what makes a difference in our everyday lives. Okay. Can I say one thing? You know, trial lawyers, they teach us to evoke emotion because we know if people get emotional, they will act. Hopefully everybody's emotional over the loss of our sister, Breonna Taylor. So we want you to use that emotion like Tesla Figaro said and go to the polls and vote. If not for Biden, if not for Trump, but vote for Brianna because her life matters. All right. And well, her thank family you would rather have her morning. here alive than any amount of money. So I just want to say you that better believe it. No amount of money. They would rather have her here. All right. Well, thank you guys for checking in. Thank you. Thank you Appreciate you. Thank you. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, don't forget to tune into the rebroadcast of the iHeartRadio Music Festival, the two-night event, Sunday the 27th and Monday, September 28th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, only on the CW. You can hashtag iHeart on the CW. Now, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Rihanna. Listen the rumor report it's the rumor report the breakfast club so looks like some good news for you boys rihanna savage fenty has men's underwear on the way and i want to officially start campaigning for both of you to actually post sexy pictures on instagram in this underwear this men's underwear what do you think i thought about that when i saw that um Mm -hmm. i I know you did when I announced that she she they announced that she had that, I was like, you know what? 
that would make the gram go crazy. You know what I mean? But I don't want to break the internet. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to break the internet. Shut up. Yeah, so, I mean. You sound so jealous that I would do that. Like, don't you show off my goods on Instagram. You stop admitting me. Uh, uh, Christian Combs is already part of it, and the campaign images feature him. That's, you know, Diddy's son. And mm-hmm. now y'all can get the little ambassador checks, too, from, from Fenty. Savage. I'll take my 45 ass up there and do that. <laughs> All right, now. All right, uh, Envy calls me 40, 40 boo, because I'm 42. <laughs> Shut up, man. Yo, you just be, you a kink. You be making things up in your mind. That's what he wants well, me to go. Go ahead, ye. Along those same lines, Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots, will be cleared of massage parlor sex charges, so he will not go to trial on charges that he paid for massage parlor sex. They did drop that misdemeanor charge against him. Mm How he beat that? Didn't he have have cameras? I'm not sure how he meant. You know, he's got a lot of money, so maybe that's how. They said he uh, would be It was a misdemeanor charge. Yeah. yeah, it was a misdemeanor charge. It wasn't like it was a felony or nothing. He would only got a, a fine, and he wasn't going to get jail time anyway. So it would have okay. been community service and other sanctions. All right, Nicole Brown Simpson's diaries are going to be, be made public in a new documentary, O.J. and Nicole, an American Tragedy. It's a two-hour investigation discovery special that will coincide with the 25th anniversary of O.J. Simpson's acquittal in that murder case. So, uh her sister, Tanya, will read from the personal notes, including explicit accounts of domestic violence. There's over 60 incidents of beatings, and they just weren't admissible in court. Damn. That sucks. All right, and Garcelle Bouveau says that Jamie Foxx is hung like a horse. Here's what she had to say was on a podcast. Why you look like that? Why'd you jump up like that? Going to bed with Garcelle. She's talking to Jamie Foxx about it, and... Here's what happened. Get it. Why aren't you and Jamie together? And I said, well, you know, we have a really great relationship now. And then I said, he's also hung like a horse. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what would I do with all that? Let me go ahead and do this Fenty ad so I can have somebody say that about me. Nobody's going to say that about you, bro. I don't think they they would. Nobody's going to say that about you. You've already told this numerous times that you're not that big. All right, now let's talk about Allen Iverson on... All the Smoke podcast. Stephen Jackson was talking to Allen Iverson and giving him his roses while he's here. Listen to this. We love you, bro, and you gave a lot of people confidence when they didn't have confidence in themselves. You let a lot of people know that they can be themselves and still be successful. And it ain't just us, bro. It ain't just basketball players. You see what I'm saying? It's rappers. It's everybody. You you gave them the confidence to be themselves in anything they can do. All of us, bro. And that's why people follow you, dog. And you got to accept that. And and you know what I'm telling you? Give me your applause because you mean a lot to us. We can't lose you. We just Mm -hmm. lost Kobe. We can't lose you. We're going to give you all the flowers in the world, bro, right now. Steven Jackson not lying. Allen Iverson is a black cultural icon. I ordered all three colorways of his jersey off eBay when I was a youngster. I had all his sneakers. Full disclosure, right now upstairs I have a pair of questions in the Allen Iverson Mitchell and Ness jersey because he is a cultural icon. I love that man. Yeah, I got got every jersey signed too. Allen Iverson also talked about somebody who he hates. It's not people that he hates, but there is one father-son crew he doesn't like. There's one guy I know you know who I'm talking to. I know. I know you hate me. And trust me, trust me, I don't hate nobody. Yes, I do. I hate you. And just trust me, the way you hate me, motherfucker, I hate you too. And I'm not mentioning your name because I only want the, 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 the whole world 
to even know that, goddammit, I give you that type of love. Oh, and you and your daddy. Now, I haven't done any uh, digging to see exactly who this person is, but I believe that it's Dan Levitard. I need to know why he hates Dan Levitard and Pappy, uh, his father, so much. I wonder, I wonder what happened there. Dan Levitard tweeted out that uh, he doesn't have an issue with Allen Iverson, but he can't speak for his father. Okay. <laughs> he could ask him. Um, all right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. And by the way, new music Friday. I know we did talk about Tory Lanez, but there's a lot of new music that is out today. So we encourage you to, uh, again, listen to that. Little Wayne has a new song out called Holy. And here's a little snippet for you. Now that is from Little Wayne's deluxe version of Carter Five. Another deluxe version, by the way, that's out today is Bryson Tiller. Just a FYI, he celebrates Trap Soul with a deluxe edition with uh, five new songs on there. So make sure you check that out. Machine Gun Kelly also has Tickets to My Downfall. It's a pop punk LP that's produced by Travis Barker, uh, Fredo Bang, Public Enemy, Action Bronson, ASAP Ferg. All new albums out today as well. And we already played for you this morning, Travis Scott featuring Young Thug and MIA franchise. All right, I'm Angela right. Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, oh, thank and, you. And, and listen, too, I just I just want to say also, uh, make sure you listen to the All The Smoke podcast on Black Effect iHeartRadio. Uh, it's available everywhere you listen to podcasts now. Or you can just go to the iHeartRadio app and click the Black Effect tab. Uh, the new episode with Alan Iverson is, is up right now. Subscribe, subscribe right. to the All The Smoke podcast. All right, and also shout out to Will Smith and T.I. It's their birthday today, so happy birthday to those brothers. Happy born day to Will Smith, and happy born day to my partner, Tip, man. Tip is 40 years old today. Welcome to the 4040 Club, King. Uh, salute to you. I am glad you exist. I'm glad both of y'all exist, by the way, Will Smith and um, T.I. I've known T.I. Well, for a long birthday. time. I mm -hmm. Yeah, I first interviewed T.I. in 2002. Mm. When he didn't even have a record deal, he was, in, he was in between record deals. He had just dropped I'm Serious, and then LaFace uh, had dropped him. And he had, when I when I first met him, he had 24s on white label on a CD. And he came to my show in Columbia, South Carolina on Hot 103.9. It's my oh, guy. Cool. Love that. Love that. Right, let's, let's get into a little T.I. mix. It is September mix. 25th, so happy birthday to them. And happy birthday to my best friend in the world, Santi Gold. Mm-hmm. Let's get into the mix. We're going to play some Will Smith, some Ye, I say some Ye, some Will Smith and T.I. in the mix. And shout to Revolt. We'll see you on Monday. That is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hiring is challenging, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple and smart. That place is ZipRecruiter, where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha We are the Breakfast Club. Now, um, shout to Chris Rock for joining us this morning. Salute yes. to God, Chris Hilarious. Rock. Uh, one, one of our one of our greatest voices of <laughs> since he's been alive. I'm, I'm so happy that he exists. Mm -hmm. And also shout to Attorney Benjamin Crump and Tez Figaro for joining us this morning. 
Teslin yeah, Figaro. Okay. Figa- Figaro. Figaro. You just said Figaro. You just said Figaro. 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 I didn't say Figaro. Teslin Figaro. That's the what host, he said. Shot, That's what I said, Figaro. I don't know what you said, but she's the host of the Straight Shot No Chaser podcast on the Black Effect Podcast Network on iHeartRadio. We'll be launching that soon. Right. And again, I got to encourage y'all to make sure that you vote. Okay. Don't let anybody talk you out of voting. That is voter suppression when they try to tell you not to. And when it comes to driving change, there's no action as powerful as casting a vote. So Levi's is teaming up with Rock the Vote to get as many people as possible registered and ready to vote this fall. Just text Levi's to 788-683. That's L-E-V-I-S to 788-683. That's how you get your key dates, election reminders, and voters info from Rock the Vote. And I'm yes, and I'm gonna tell you something else, man. When you vote, local elections are so important. I gotta salute my guy, Mayor Stephen Benjamin in Columbia, South Carolina. Mayor Steve Benjamin, um, I, I reached out to him a couple months ago because you know I always do my annual book bag drive, but of course that mm-hmm. didn't seem right this year because everybody is doing virtual learning. And so uh, you know, Steve, of course, was already two steps ahead of me. And uh, he con- he connected me with uh, Ignite Cities and his man, Sam Johnson and Elevation Church in Columbia. And we were able to provide a uh, free Wi-Fi for the colony apartments in Columbia, South Carolina. So that's why local elections are important because those are the people that actually make things happen in the communities that you know we come from and care about. So salute to my man, Mayor Steve Benjamin in Columbia, South Carolina and Ignite Cities. All right. right All right. We well, want you gotta- good people representing us in office. All right, when we come back, we got the positive note, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? I'm not going to lie. Angela said this quote earlier. I did, I'm just reading this whole quote. What, what, what's, what's fancy name? Garcelle Bouvoir? Bouvoir, yeah. Bouvoir. She's she talking about Jamie That's going to be your quote today? She's talking about Jamie no, Foxx's no, no, penis. No, no, no. Is that what you're into? What, what, what she you said. She's making it better. What are you going to say? She said, Jamie Foxx is hung like a horse. What, what would I do with all of that? God know what not to give me, because he know what make my Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Wait a minute. What would you do with all that? So God yeah, what would you do with all that, huh? <laughs> that's not what this I'm talking about. This is so about, crazy. Dude. I'm talking about me. If I had that, Michael, if, Michael if I Hills had, that he got slapped oh, with a penis on his forehead? Is that yeah, what you I had women about? saying that about my penis, my ego. That's not what you just said. Nah, that's definitely said, not what you said a minute. You said, Garcelle Bouveau said, I don't know what I would do with all that. And then you said, God knows what not to give me. Don't tease me with a good time. That's not what I meant. Exactly what you said. semicolon somewhere. Okay. No, well, there wasn't. No, there was no comma. <laughs> the positive note is this. Uh, every well, time you God, attempted- God never gave you all that because I don't know how you would handle it. <laughs> every Goodness The positive gracious. note is from Deepak Chopra this morning. Every time you're attempted to react in the same old way, ask if you want to be a prisoner of the past or a pioneer of the future. 